My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about quieting your inner mean girl. I'm sure every woman out there knows exactly what I'm talking about, especially if you've had experiences with bullying in the past or situations where, you know, society or your family or your friends gave you messages that were not very friendly, were not very helpful. Um, I'm here with Ab Abby Hegney. She is a health and mindset coach, and that is something she helps people with and has, has been through in her own life. So um, her purpose and calling is based around, you know, not only health and mindset, but it sounds to me like self-love and self-acceptance, despite mm -hmm. that criticism, which I would say is our ego's intellect to sort of mm -hmm. judge us and keep us stuck in these kind of negative patterns. So welcome, Abby. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's important because no matter how old we get, she can mm -hmm. still be in there. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell us what you do as a health and mindset coach uh, sure. and how you help women with this? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I really, as you said, help women to quiet that inner mean girl, um, inner voice, inner critic, whatever you like to call it. For me, it's an inner mean girl because that's just how it's always felt. Um, and what I mean by that is however that shows up for you in your life. So for some women, the inner mean girl is criticizing the way they look, the number on the scale, the way they eat, not being able to stay consistent. For other women, it may be not taking time for themselves, having to always put their kids and their partners and their friends and everybody else around them first. Um, it's that people-pleasing nature that we, we all seem to have, whether it's at work, at home. So I really take a very holistic approach to it because I truly believe our health and our wellness is so much more than just food and exercise, which are our go-tos when we think about being healthy, right? But that inner voice is really the thing that I have found gets in our way. It's the thing that stops us from doing the things we know we should do, doing the things that we want to do, doing the things that are going to get us closer to where we want to be, right? We all know what to do. We all have goals that we want to achieve and knowing how to get there isn't necessarily the problem. It's taking the steps. It's feeling motivated and taking action even when you don't feel like it, right? Yes, yeah, because there's always the high of starting and committing like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and things change and get more challenging. It's like sticking with that exciting commitment of uh, the whole time that we're wanting to take care of ourselves can be, yeah, it can be a challenge. Yes. And being able to keep going when those challenges come up, when we feel like we've failed again, failure is really just that inner mean girl speaking mm -hmm. up and being like, told you I can't do it. <laughs> and we just need to learn how to, to quiet her down. It's not getting rid of her. 
like you said, like it's always there. She's always going to be there. But what we want to do is learn to take her from an eight, nine, or 10 down to like a one, two, or three in terms of volume. And that way, that just puts you in more control of your life, of that next step, of how you want to think and feel, and ultimately getting to where you want to be. I love it. And so when you're helping women with this, what's your process? Do you have a certain, you know, kind of program they go through, or is it just you tailor it to each person's story and, and what they're dealing with at the time? Yeah. So it's all tailored. I work one-on-one -on -one with women um, and I customize their approach to whatever their, their goal is, whatever's going to make them feel healthier and more confident. You know, I like to guarantee that they leave my program feeling more confident than where they started, feeling that they've got themselves into a place where they know exactly what to do moving forward. And what it really boils down to, you know, no matter what their quote unquote, like bridge to where they want to be looks like, because for everybody, that's going to be a little bit different, but really what it comes down to is helping them to become more aware become more aware of that story that they've been replaying in their minds, right? And to be able to hear that story and be able to hear it without any judgment from it. Because that's just, the judgment is just another, an added layer of mm -hmm. inner mean girl and complexity and overwhelm that stops us in our track. So what I like to do is really help them like notice what they're saying, notice how it's impacting their lives and to not judge themselves for it. And then we take steps to rewrite that story. What is the actual story that's happening? Not the story that the inner mean girl is telling us, right? That's one story, but then there's truth behind that. And starting to notice that truth and noticing what that truth can actually bring to you. What's the possibility behind that truth? And starting to practice that and being willing to practice that even when we hit those challenges, even when we hit those bumps in the road, even when it feels like we failed, going all in on that commitment. I think when it comes to health and wellness, there's the all or nothing mindset, right? Like I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do this. And then as soon as that first road bump comes into play, we give up, right? It's not working. I've tried it. I can't do it. But an all in commitment, uh, which is what I really have my clients do, it's you are committed to your goal no matter what happens, no matter how hard it may feel, no matter how sticky it gets along the way, no matter how great it is and how easy it's like you're sticking with it. And that just helps them to continue to do what's working well for them. And then to look at what's not working for them and change course, not mm -hmm. give up. We're just going to tweak things a little bit, but really like do it in the simplest most effective way possible. There's, there's too much overwhelm. <laughs> yeah. And a in lot of information. Oh my gosh. We're in this drowning in information these days. Uh, that's why, that's why I created empowered wisdom because we need more of this wisdom and more of this kind of focus into what's important. And so um, what brought you to this work? You have a very interesting story of, you know, how the inner mean girl started in your own head. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm curious how that passion grew to say, all right, now I'm going to, I'm going to create these programs. I'm going to help people do exactly what I did. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, my inner mean girl started when I was about 12 years old. Um, and it started from one comment <laughs> that a gymnastics coach had made, um, about being careful not to gain weight. Gymnasts are meant to be small. 
And I will always say, I don't believe he meant harm by it. I don't even know if he knew that he said it, if there were a hundred girls in his classes and they all heard it, 95 of them may not have even recognized it, paid any attention to it, paid it any mind at all. And then there's five of us that heard that comment in a very specific way that we made it mean something about us. And I was one of those five who just clung to that comment. And from that point on, I had this inner mean girl that was telling me food was good or bad. There was no in-between. Movement was to burn off the food that I ate. It wasn't because, you know, I was being healthy. It was really a mechanism to not gain weight. Right. And, um, you know, at 12, 13, 14 years old, I'd go to the store, I'd see all of the magazines that would be like, you know, lose 10 pounds with this meal plan and do this exercise for thinner thighs. And you know, all of the headlines, they're all, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? and thank God we didn't have social media back then. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I feel for young girls and young women today with social media, but for me, it was the magazines mm-hmm. and I would take my money that I would have from babysitting or, or allowance or chores or whatever it was that I was doing. And I'd buy these magazines and I would rip out all of the meal plans and all of the, you know, the workout routines that were going to get me that thing. And I'd have binders of them in my room at 12 years old. And I'd always be looking at like what the other girls were doing. How were they, what were they eating at lunchtime? And you know, what were they doing? And I would try to mimic them. And for 20 years, I did this. I, you know, watched what I ate. I moved to burn off the calories. And I always thought I was the healthy one. But when I got pregnant with my son, he is now almost nine. I had a very scary moment where I knew that I would have to gain weight and I wanted to gain weight, right? I was excited to be pregnant. I wanted a healthy pregnancy. I wanted a healthy baby. And at the same time, I didn't know how to gain weight because I had spent the majority of my life avoiding doing that. And that inner mean girl was so loud. And it was a scary point because I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of myself. And it made me realize how long I had gone without really taking care of myself and letting this inner mean girl really control who I was to the point where I missed out on so much, so much fun and joy in my life, right? Like I go to birthday parties and I wouldn't eat the cake because cake was bad and I couldn't eat the cake. And, you know, I avoid going out with friends because I thought like, I'm not going to have control over whatever, you know, whatever restaurant we went to or whatever was happening. And so I realized that it was never about the food. It was never about the workout routine. I had all of those things. What my problem was, was allowing that inner mean girl to really run the show. She was in the driver's seat for all of my life. And then at that point, I realized she had to get back in the back seat, right? Like she belonged mm-hmm. back That's there. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Somebody else needs to drive this bus. Safe, right. Like she's trying to protect us. That's oh, what yeah. that voice oh, does. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you can't step out of this comfort zone. This is what I know. And so anytime we want to go to change something, they get louder. That voice is there telling us, be careful, get your, get your hand away from the fire. But it's really learning to go into that discomfort 
of putting her in the back seat and knowing that that temporary discomfort that you're going to feel is going to lead to longer term comfort and pride and motivation. And I see this with women, right? It's, it's uncomfortable to not give into your cravings. It's uncomfortable to get off the couch and move your body. It's uncomfortable to tell people no, because you've been telling them yes for so long. But when you're able to step into that discomfort and say, I'm going to do this, even when it feels hard, I'm going to do this, even if I have to sit with this craving and like want to give into it for so long, or if it makes this person disappointed, knowing that on the other side, I'm a step closer to where I want. I feel proud of myself. I feel really good. I feel energized, but it's taking yourself to that point. And it all comes down to quieting that inner mean girl. And so when it when I realized like, that's what it was, it was like this light bulb went off. I was like, this coaching thing is what everybody needs. Like I need to get out there and help women to know that that voice can be turned down, that whatever it is that they want to achieve is really possible for them. As long as they know that she needs to be turned down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, you're totally right. All the parts of us that keep us stuck even they want something good for us because at some point in our lives they did the job really well and the thing is as we evolve as you know like it, it's just like all right that job i don't need to do that job anymore there's something else i want to do so it's allowing our conscious awareness to decide what parts are doing what at what time and i always look at it as a computer upgrade you know we can't stop the program but we can upgrade the program and, yeah. and it definitely feels like, you know, with the work you're doing, you know, you were a gymnast, but even like you said, the magazines, just the culture, mm. um, and yet all the delicious food and, and drink everywhere. It's like, but yet you have to be a size zero all the time. Mm. Um, and in this kind of messaging, and, and it is, I always, I've thought about it for a very long time, like how crazy this must make us feel. I mean, no, it's made me feel crazy that we get these very different messages. And if we're not in control of, of the stories we're creating inside ourselves, we are definitely in trouble. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the work you do. <laughs> yes. And also noticing how those stories are making you feel, right? Like yeah. there's all of those foods, right? And I think it can be, uh, you know, if we think about allowing ourselves to eat all foods, which I highly recommend. I think that you can eat whatever food you want. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I don't agree with restrictions. I don't agree with a deprivation or any of the guilt that comes along with it. I've been there. I've done that. It doesn't help us at all. But I think thinking that thought like, well, I can eat whatever I want can also not serve us too. Right. Oh, yeah. And so it's that awareness. Without discipline. Of, yeah. <laughs> yes, but like the awareness of like, when I eat all of these things, like, how do I really feel when mm -hmm. I eat? Mm -hmm. you no, know, like, yeah, of course you could eat the gallon of ice cream or whatever, but you don't feel that good. Mm -hmm. And when you tie the pieces together, you start to notice, oh yeah, I actually want more of this. Like you can sit on the couch all day, go ahead, but notice how you feel when you sit on the couch all day versus when you get outside or when you go for a walk or when you move your body in some way, like you just start to notice, like, that's actually what your body craves. That's what your mind craves. That's what your life craves. It's what's bringing you that energy and just doing more of that is just yeah. so powerful. Absolutely. I know myself being a, a junk food junkie in my early, uh, well, my late teens and early twenties, 
and really having to do some major, major work on myself mm -hmm. to, to heal the gut issues that came from that and the obesity and the depression, you know, as I realized it wasn't only the foods that I was eating, it's exactly what you just said, the foods that I started to eat. And I went vegan for a little while just to really clear out my system mm -hmm. um, and, and learning nutrition and what my body actually needed. And then, yeah, moving, you know, then I felt still a little lonely, a little depressed. Okay, what now? We'll go for a walk. We'll go start a hobby, you know, go move, go have experiences and, and kind of learning for the first time because I didn't want to, basically, I didn't want to kill myself. I didn't want to die. Like, how, how can I enjoy living here on this planet mm. in this body? All right, let's learn about it because it just you know, it had, it had gone past me <laughs> earlier in life. And I think a lot of women out there that get into spirituality early, we tend to forget our bodies and forget that part, maybe not all, or, mm -hmm. you know, back then it was a lot, I'm not sure now, but um, it's important to uh, include the body wellness in our overall sense of well-being and spiritual wellness, because if we don't feel good from within our bodies, no matter how long we meditate, how, how many angels we talk to, that's not, it's not really going to do it. So um, really good point there about the movement for joy. And, and to me, it's experience, you know, having experiences mm -hmm. in life that you wouldn't normally have. And yeah. maybe walking down a different street that day to see what's down there, you know, and keeping your mind occupied as you're doing it. Yes. And I love that you said that. I actually just spoke with a client um, earlier today and she's kind of at the tail end of our program. And that's exactly what she said. She's like, I now am getting to experience life. Yeah. Where before she was in this like hopeless, like her inner mean girl was so loud that it just made her feel so hopeless. She didn't actually think there was a way out. Like it was kind of like, she came to me and like, this was like her last ditch effort. Right. And she was like, if this doesn't work, like, I don't know what does, but now she's completely changed her life. And she's like, I'm experiencing life now. She's exploring yeah. everything. She's fine. And it started with finding that joy, you know, mm -hmm. she'd go out and she would move her body and she'd look for the joy in moving her body. And she just kept bringing it back to how can I enjoy this? Even if I don't like it, mm -hmm. what joy can I find in this? Yes. And there's always something. And it's not about being positive poly and like just mm -mm. being happy all the time. It's being useful. Like use your mind to be useful. Like we can live in that negative space so much. And from somebody who spent 20 years hating on herself, hating her body, the way that she looked, the things that she was doing. I had to decide that I wasn't going to hate it anymore. It didn't mean I had to like it. I just had to stop hating it. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you can just bring yourself back to what is that truth? I have a body. I get up every day. I can move it. I can make choices. I can, whatever that thing is for you that just feels a little bit empowering and motivating. And then you can work your way into, okay, I kind of like this about myself or I accept this, or I appreciate this. And eventually you can get to, wow, I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. And I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. And yeah, you mentioned for you, your, your success is to have more control over this kind of, you know, negative thinking than you used to. And, you know, you, you're loving yourself through the changes. And yet, you know, as we all do, uh, us coaches helping others, we have our current challenges too. So mm -hmm. you mentioned that sometimes when you level up, your, your inner mean girl still pops up. Can you share a little bit about what happens these days and what you do about it? Yeah, it's really funny. Um, 
So I've been coaching for about four or five years now, um, but just last year went into it full time, um, kind of took that bet on myself of I need to be doing this. I want my full focus to be doing this. I want to be out there helping people. And so I walked away from a long career, a stable salary, benefits, all of the things that, you know, we work so hard for to pursue this passion. And what I'm finding in this entrepreneurship journey is the exact same thing that I experienced when I was struggling with my body. It's that inner mean girl creeping in. You're not doing enough. You're not where you should, you're supposed to be, you know, you should be doing this or this person's doing this and you're, you're not doing that. And all of those same things still creep back in. And the only difference now is that I have the awareness and I can recognize it and I can learn from what's happening without that judgment and then decide how I want to respond to it. Whereas when I was really in the depths of it with my body and struggling, I just took all of those stories as like, well, this is just how it is. Like, I'm never going to look like her. I'm not going to be able to do it. It's not working. And I just sat in this negative spiral of it's not enough, right? <laughs> like the, the not enoughness that drags us down. And so I think it's just such a a telltale sign of like that inner mean girl is always there and she's always going to sneak back in. And we have to recognize again, that it's not about getting rid of her. It's not about shoving her in a box because when we shove her in a box, she's like the, the Jack in the box toy. Like she eventually <laughs> comes back and she comes back bigger and like mm -hmm. surprises us. It's just about quieting her down, like noticing her, thanking her and just saying, I'm not going to listen to you today. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to come back over here. I'm going to stay in my lane. Comparison doesn't help. <laughs> I, I, it's like, you know, choose confidence over comparison. I come back to like, how can I feel confident in what I'm doing? What do I know about what's happening right now versus that story she's telling me, but it's always going to be there. What, no matter what it is that you're struggling with, that voice is always there. You just need to dial her down. Absolutely. I love that. And um, as, as always, I drew a few cards for you, if you wouldn't mind me sharing. Love to. Yes. Awesome. Oh well, so, you know, I love the way you speak of the inner mean girl. I, I tend to speak to it in terms of, like I mentioned earlier, the intellect of the ego. Mm -hmm. So this judgment part that just kind of goes and goes and goes. Meanwhile, our inner spirit or, you know, in your case, the part of you that's like, I need to do this. I need to help people. You know, she was like, all right, we're on fire. We're going to do it. And you listen to your higher self and stepped into your wisdom. Um, and so that that's kind of got this whole thing going. And you've recently come out of a sense of feeling very powerful with that and very complete in your your um, decision to do it. But again, that it, every time you bypass that criticism, that that egoic criticism, and it feels like it doesn't have control over what you're doing, it goes, it's like, you're not safe, you're not safe, I got to keep you down, I got to keep you down. And mm -hmm. so, you know, going through a time more, the more you can do practices of noticing the beauty in your day or, or being grateful for that next client or grateful for that next little bit. I almost feel like a gratitude list every single day to really keep you on track would be very helpful because the, the ego really does sneak in. And it, it is kind of some, I don't know if you're going to be learning 
a new modality or learning something that helps you understand the subconscious more. Um, but there is a, a balance that that you're striking. And that's the biggest obstacle right now of having the language to fully explain your process. And I don't, are you going through something like that right now or thinking about it of, of kind of adding layers to some of the work you do, whether it be hypnosis or, you know, journey work or something like that? You know, nothing comes up. I feel like that's kind of been the journey that I've been on, but I'm, I'm actually curious now that you say that, like, is there something there that maybe is kind of leading me that way? Um, but nothing comes to mind. So worth exploring. Yeah, no problem. I'll leave that with you. And it may just be what you do with yourself. You feel like a very DIY healer. So, you know, you're doing your heal yourself and then you share what you have with others. So it may not be someone else's system, but the more you can dive down and, and put even more names to different parts that are coming up, mm -hmm. um, like splitting the mean girl off into other areas and like different reasons why she comes up. I feel like you might even, if you're not learning a system, could create a system to explore that subconscious mm -hmm. journey a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and, 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 and then how to find balance. Um, and for you, I do feel like stepping away from the work sometimes when it gets too heavy and, and just kind of letting it marinate or letting it simmer mm -hmm. would be very helpful at this point too, because I, and I, I know what it feels like to get started and you've got that kind of worker's mindset. Well, I got to get all this. I got metrics. I got things, to, you know, goals to meet. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny that you bring that up because I've really, um, that is something that I've always kind of struggled with. Like, you know, when it feels like challenge, it's like, I just got to work through this and it's going to figure it out. But I've really been practicing like pulling at that, right? Like it's, it's like the things you coach on are like oftentimes the things that you need to in some way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I talk with my clients about that, it's like a lot of like, we just need to slow it down here. Like, you know, slow it down. You're trying to like push the accelerator with, is that what it's called? The, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like no, no, the emergency no. brake is on and you're just spinning your wheels. And I have found it to be so helpful on the business side too, of like, I just need this day. Like, even if it's like to run errands or like, it's just like allowing yourself to step away. Um, yes. so that's funny that you bring that up because that's definitely a work in progress for me, as is the, the gratitude thing. I think gratitude gets us very far and it's often time like reminding yourself to do the things that you're <laughs> you're preaching right? absolutely yeah and it, it's really about for you just yeah taking those break like yeah not pushing the uh it's uh when you feel resistance in the energy then yeah, that's the time to take your foot off the pedal. Okay, whatever that means, taking the 20 minute walk or, or doing the errands, like looking at those those empty times as opportunities instead yeah. of stressing yourself to to get something done. I think that's the the thing. And yeah. once your energy is more, you know, kind of in flow more often, you're gonna feel much better and more on purpose. And there is something about um, not not hiding your wisdom and your gifts, maybe speaking up a little bit more. Mm. I know you're coming on this podcast. I don't know if you're doing other ones or doing some speaking, but um, there's some, you know, 
yes, you have a learning curve that you're, you're going through kind of learning how to build and what kind of coaching business you want. But as long as you're on purpose and as long as you share yourself freely, it's just going to naturally evolve Mm -hmm. and you'll learn the steps as they come to you. So there might not be as much a need to create the steps or follow someone else's steps, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I love that too. Like that's another thing that I've realized recently of like, I've been holding back in terms of like, you know, I think of it as like a line, right? And I'm like, there's the storefront, like here's my store and I've opened the doors. <laughs> I'm available to people. But now it's like, I have to let everybody in the back know like those doors are open. Right? Yeah. Just because again, it's just like, it, it just feel like coaching is something that like everybody can benefit from. Like everybody yeah. has that inner mean girl. And until somebody tells them like, it's not you, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I'm like, I'm the one that has to tell her that like, it's not her. It's not that diet. It's not, she doesn't need to restrict. And so it's like louder for the people in the back. <laughs> but I love that you've said that it's like finding that it was like getting that out and speaking up about it. I feel like I've kind of been, I've been that quiet, like that inner mean girl has been there of like, yeah, sh- don't speak too loud. Before. Don't, yeah. yeah. And now it's like, no, right. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Speak it. Don't be stingy <laughs> with what you know, because there is, you know, it's interesting when you mention, oh, there's 95 other girls in that class and maybe five of us. So I was like, oh, I bet it was a lot more. They just, oh, yeah. You know, they had a, they were easy, better at hiding it or better at not, you know, letting it show. But uh, yeah, those messages I did it for deep. a very long time. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my mom making, one comment one time of being like, I think she was just very frustrated with me. And like, um, you know, I would call it like, I'm a picky eater, but really I just didn't like, I knew like what was in there or like, didn't think, you know, this is back in the nineties. It was like no carbs, then no fat. And like, so I did all of those things. And I remember her making a comment one time of like, you have a problem. Like you have a problem with food. And I was like, I do not. Right. But like, I just, I just hit it. And um, you know, I always would say like, I just love going out for a run. I didn't love going out for runs. I hated it. <laughs> I felt like I needed to do it. And it's, it is a thing. I think a lot of us hide, or we don't even recognize is really a big of a deal as it was. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're doing wonderful work, very important. And I know the right people are going to find you. So thanks for speaking up. Oh, thank you. (laughs) This is fun. (laughs) Awesome. You're very welcome. So where can people find more about you if they'd like to learn about you online? Yeah, my website, um, wellness with Abby H. um, And that's my handle on Instagram where I am most active. Awesome. Very good. Well, thanks for being here today, Abby. Really appreciate this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, 
Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.